This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. There's a new documentary that explores the evolution and development of much music, the nation's music station. 299 Queen Street West had its Canadian premiere in Toronto last Friday. Of course it did. Everything needs to happen in Toronto. And of course, when they say 299 Queen Street West... That was the reference of much, reference to Much Music's headquarters. Senior producer Andrika Delanerol took in the screening, hobnobbing with the power brokers, and has a review of the doc. Hey, good morning, Andrika. Good morning, Dave. Yes, I did. It was a Canadian premiere, so it was pretty exciting. Yeah, look at you uh, hanging out with the power brokers on Friday. Well done. Right in the very back row, too. Right where we belong, the crap of the king pile. Oh, my exactly. gosh. <laughs> so, what did you, so I know you have a lot of memories about much music. So do I. But what did you enjoy about the documentary? So this documentary was by uh, Sean Menard, and he did a really interesting um, editorial decision here. What he did was uh, he used purely archival footage and he did interview former staff and VJs, but instead of showing them on screen, he only used voiceover. So it was multiple voices narrating the story of, uh, as you said, the development and growth of the nation's station. Um, and honestly, watching it was so interesting because not only was it nostalgic, but, you know, you, you're you feel like you're watching history as it's being made and in the archival footage, like these VJs and these staff members don't even, I don't even think they knew what they were doing in that moment. I don't think they realized that they were literally building history uh, throughout this documentary. And it was so fascinating to see that. Um, I think, I think that just, I think that's what made it for me. It's just what a great editorial decision. Yeah, I loved it, it. It, it, it's a special place for a lot of people who consumed it, like people like you and me. It was also a special place for people who worked there. So the idea they captured that um, is really, really cool. Where could it have been better? What do you think it was lacking? You know what? Um, at the screening, the director gave a, a bit of an introduction, and he clarified to the audience a very important piece of information, and that was that... Uh, in in the basement of this building, there are archival uh, like thousands of hours of footage on tape. And the issue is that they have a shelf life. They will eventually expire. Mm. So his goal was to create a documentary that's going to preserve this tape, even if it's a little bit of the history. I appreciate what he did. I understand it was done on low budget. But at the end of the day, this is now a movie that's going to be out there for for generations ahead. Um, it's only two hours, so it's not encapsulating that story fully um it's a little bit of just a snapshot overview but there's a lot of things that were overlooked i sat there thinking 
how did they not talk about this one massive piece of information? I don't want to say because I, w- I want people to watch it. I okay. want to hear what other okay. people say. And then the other thing for me is that there was a whole generation of much music that was completely discredited. And to me, I found disrespectful. Um, and I think that that one generation that was missed was very crucial to the story of much music. And also the conclusive years of much music, I think could have been explored a bit further. Mm. It was a bit rushed. That's my opinion. So I think it could have benefited as being a series. Andrika, I hope you don't, I hope you don't think I'm putting you on the spot here. What was the generation that it missed? Like what, what like generation or era of the station was missed? The very last generation. Well, I would say the second last generation is the one where there was a bit of criticism, but very light criticism in the documentary and then completely brushed over. Okay. So for me, that was like, whoa, okay, let's, how about we unpack it? But we never got to because, you know, it's only two hours, right? It, so that's why I think a series would have been a bit better here. So you again we're hobnobbing hanging out with the power brokers on friday this this film is eventually going to become widely available on crave but the tour continues so where to next where are some other folks in canada that people might be able to get nostalgic so next up, it's going to go over to Montreal at the Rialto Theater, October oh, 17th. Yeah. Then October 18th, it's going to go to the Imperial Theater in St. John. Um, for full information on the tour and for tickets, you should check out 299queenstreetwest.com and spell out the words street and west in full. And also, the documentary will eventually come out on Crave in December to a wider Canadian Oh, nice, audience. nice. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'll catch the live show, but when that comes out on Crave, I'll be deeply interested. Interested because Andrika, I can really attach my maturing into a young man to much music. It became available yeah. to me in Quebec when I was 13 or 14 years old. And like that's a really important time in a young person in a young man's life. Like that's when you start taking some steps towards adulthood. And I just thought this was the coolest. Thing with music, especially the Canadian alt-rock scene being featured in 1997 and 1998, and them doing these intimate and interactive shows where they would get mm. these huge artists to come in and play like hour-long or 90-minute-long sets and do these interviews. Mm. It was so creative. It was so cool. But that was my attachment to much music from abroad. You're a Torontonian. You grew up here. What did much yeah. music mean to you? What are your memories? Honestly, like for me, it was a massive part of my fabric and part of my childhood. And I think for a lot of Canadians, it's not just me. I mean, everybody had it on their TV at home and you come home from school, you watch much on demand or, you you know, on Saturday and intimate and interactive. Uh, I mean, this is a, a station that shut down streets and was putting on massive events, allowing people to meet people in person. One of my favorite memories is that one day, like Much Music just literally did a call at 12 p.m. on a weekday and was like, hey, tomorrow, Christmas. Cornell's coming by and uh, he's dropping by for a quick set. It was a 30 minute set. I got in uh, within the same day. I ended up running into like Ian from Billy Talent and then Sean Paul like later that afternoon. Com- wow. Complete coincidence. Wow. And that, that's what much music was, which is always energy. And it really defined Toronto. And it's so sad that it dissipated. And I just hope it comes back. Yeah, what a cultural touchstone. And then you think about sort of that monoculture that goes along with it. it. It really was something that meant something to a lot of people, both inside the industry and outside the industry. I had a chance to work with uh, Rick Campanelli, formerly known as Rick the Temp, for when I was yes. at Entertainment Tonight Canada. <laughs> and like, first of all, I gushed. I was totally stargazed when I was around him. And number two, I was like, you're the nicest guy I think I've ever worked with. So yeah, just tremendous, 100%. tremendous people uh, in that much in that much music uh, legacy. Hey, Andrika, I'm glad you had a chance to take in the documentary. I'm glad you seem to enjoy it. Thank you for giving a quick review this morning. It's much appreciated.
Yeah, I recommend it. Check it out when it comes out or catch them on the tour. The Much Music Experience is touring across Canada to screen the film 299 Queen Street West. Like Andrika said, you can visit 299queenstreetwest.com to learn more about uh, showtimes or the experience. That's all the time there is for the show today. Until tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, I'm Dave Brown reminding you to play safe, play fair, but don't forget to have some fun. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.